The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, what's up, fellas? Notebook wagering back at you. We're going to cover a little NFL tonight. And first, I'm going to give a shout out to two guys, but only one guy's here tonight. We got two guys absolutely killing the NFL slate with their bets. Pocketbook's getting a little fatter. With that, I'm just going to intro one Smitty, and he can give me a little rundown on how he's doing lately. And I know it's really well. Good, Smitty. Floor is yours. Well, 21 and 14 plus 8.24 units right now. And trust me, boys, I, I've said it. I, I need to do this because my college has been so bad. So I'm glad I'm, I'm firing and hitting on something well right now. I'm going to try to continue to do it. Good week last week. I think I was uh, two and one on straight plays. Steelers let me down. Two and zero oh on the props, which I'll get in when we talk Steelers about Jay Harris. That was easy. And then my teaser's been doing really well. So we're going to fire. I'm the teaser came for a reason. So I'm going to continue to do it. But yeah, off to a good start. Hopefully it continues because I like winning and I like uh, winning for people. Before I give J-Cam the floor, I'll apologize. I've been running ragged here and I was out and about in some bad cell area this past week. A little guy's trip doing some golfing, adult beverages, quad riding, gun shooting, the works. So my plays last week in the NFL were actually good, but my player props actually killed me. But I had a five and two weekend in college, which was nice to get me kind of back to square. So we're basically back to even on both sides for myself. But I'm going to turn it over to Jay Cam. We were talking a little bit off air. I'll let him have a little time here. Yeah, no, I needed to see. I needed to bounce back week. It was rough the week before with both the NFL and college. I had a lot of things go against me. Um, so just stuck kept your nose to the grindstone like we advise anyone to do and uh things pretty good weekend on both college and nfl last weekend um and hoping to keep adding that momentum yeah so so q's not with us tonight but i'm gonna give him the big shout out because he is absolutely on fire so if you guys are listening or following via twitter check out our handles it's at q mills at smitty bucks at notebook wagering at notebook wagering j cam and then i am if you follow matt go ahead Smitty. i didn't mean to cut you off there no i was just gonna say you know the best one right now in in the nfl man i was just gonna make sure we mentioned q he's not here tonight um but he's on fire i mean he's his numbers are even better than mine right now so uh he, you know follow him and he's doing his thing i think he already posted uh i think a big giant teaser already he fired on so uh good luck to him on that Sweet. Well, let's not delay with any more here. Let's jump into the action. Let's go Thursday night. Uh, it's not the best ticket, in my opinion, but we're all going to tune in anyway because it's prime time and so be it. So we have the Jags, Jacksonville Jags going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Vegas over under is 46 and Cincinnati is laying seven and a half. So I don't want to steal Smitty's thunder. But I actually have a teaser in play already, and it's 
just foolish on my part because mine never work out. I should just follow Smitty. But I'm going to tease the Bengals down this week and try to get them around a pick them or a minus one somewhere in that range. And I'm going to pair them up with the Lions, who we'll talk about a little later. I actually think the Bengals probably don't cover this one. And by kickoff, I actually might contradict myself and I might take a flyer on the Jags to win money line here. Yeah, no, I actually like the Bengals in this game. I know a lot of people are a little fearful, and uh, it's obvious. Like last week against the Steelers, that was a game that was probably low-hanging fruit, but, you know, the Bengals' nature just makes you, like, hesitate every single time. But, you know, they went and addressed their, their defensive line in the offseason, and they're playing really well. I mean, I went to the game on Sunday in Pittsburgh, and they were tossing the Steelers' offensive line around. Like, and, you know, even when they weren't getting pressure on the run game, they were just holding guys up and throwing them whenever they could. So it starts with defense with Cincinnati, which is kind of crazy. Secondary is not as great as uh, it needs to be for to be a really good defense, but that's not going to be an issue this week with Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence on the road, you know, basically I had the Jags last weekend uh, getting the seven and a half. Probably should have came through. Um, Trevor made sure of that that it didn't. Um, so I'm going to pretty much put it out of here that he's going to make sure this one doesn't come through either. I like Cincinnati laying the seven and a half. I know it's a little. Scary at the hook, but I think it'll be okay. And I think it's probably a pretty strong under game too with the uh, Cincy defense holding down the Jags offense. I played Jacksonville in a teaser last week with Detroit, which was a winner. I mean, barely with Jacksonville at home against Arizona. I agree. I, you know, in my notes, I have Cincinnati is six and two ATS at home in their last eight. Favorites are 14, six and one in this series. Um, so that, that's a good sign for Cincinnati. I'm not going to go Jacksonville's way here. I, I think I'm going to go with Matt here in a teaser and try to match something up uh, with Cincinnati. Get Cincinnati down to about minus one and a half. I think that's looking pretty good. I think they win the game. Jacksonville's a mess. I And again, I'm shocked because I think I've said on shows that I didn't think Cincinnati's defense was going to be great. Secondary, I agree with Jason. Secondary is not the best, but they're they're getting to some people right now. Cincinnati will win at home, and I think in a teaser play. I'd be a little nervous with the seven and a half, but in a teaser, I love it a lot. I do. I'll, I'll chime in one last tidbit. I do like the under because uh, you saw last week when when the Jags were close with the Cardinals, they actually ran the ball really well, and then all of a sudden Trevor showed up and – we got that turned right around in a heartbeat. But uh, I think the under is a smart play. Teaser is a smart play. All right, let's jump over to Sunday. First one o'clock game on the slate. We have the Washington football team traveling to the Atlanta Falcons, both one and two. Over under Vegas is 47 and a half. And the skins have actually flipped the script here. I believe it started at a pick em. And it's now down to minus one and a half for the Washington football team. This is a no play for me. I actually looked at it a little bit and I might look at it more as we get closer, but I actually think I like the home dog here to come up with a win. The football team is not getting any pressure on the quarterback and Mike Lombardi, I'll give it a big shout out to has basically said chase young has become the most overrated pass rusher in football Every time he rushes, he seems to only have one move, and he goes by the quarterback, and the QB just steps up in the pocket, which is why he has no sacks. If they can't hit Matt Ryan now, granted, Matt Ryan's weapons are not what they used to be. They, I think they lost Russell Gage, 
Mike Davis at running back. They still have Pitts and Ridley, but they seem to be just struggling, clicking on all cylinders. I think this is going to be an underplay, and I would probably lean the Falcons getting that point and a half or even money line at home. Yeah, this is a tough one. The line move is kind of interesting. They, they're favoring the Redskins or football team, sorry. Uh, you know, I just, like you said, the defense isn't there. The back seven isn't the strongest part of that defense. It's clearly the front four. And uh, just looking at the statistics here, basically the football team is 23rd in sack rate right now. And that defense is not going to work if that's going to continue. Um, I just don't know what to make of the Falcons here. Uh, they've been kind of feisty the last two weeks. I mean, granted, the Giants aren't much of an opponent, but they played fairly well against Tampa. Um, it's probably a good road dog spot. I'll probably check the percentages um, on betting on Sunday to see if it's really in favor of the football team. I'll probably lean the Falcons. Otherwise, I'll probably pass on this game. Well, last week I went teaser under with the Falcons when they were playing the Giants here because that was just a great trend, great numbers for the under in that. Um, looking at this, road teams are 7-1 ATS in the series. I'm sorry, I just can't back this um, the football team here, Washington. I just can't. I, I love this. You know, again, I go so many. I try to, I mean, most of my plays are teasers in the NFL. I'll find maybe one or two straights and then some player props. I love getting, um, taking up six more points with uh, the Falcons. Falcons, again, they got to get pits going a little bit. Not a lot of catches. And you just thought he was going to come in and really kind of take off here. I haven't seen it yet. Matt Ryan, again, kind of, to me, kind of reminds me of Ben a little bit. The arm strength's not the greatest anymore. But, man, the football team, they just, like Matt said it, Chase Young right now is getting bashed down here in our area down here. Not doing anything. Not doing anything at all. The linebackers can't cover. They're not very good. The secondary's not very good. I've said maybe the most overrated defense coming into a season, man, and when in years is all you heard about how great they were. Well, they're not very good. I think now can this can Washington score some points? I think they can, but I said I like Heineke. I think it's a nice little story. I think you get more and more of him on tape. You're gonna see why he's a backup for a reason. I think I think the Falcons can win the game outright. But, man, put it also in a teaser and get it up to about uh, seven and a half. I love it. All right. Let's jump to the next game. We've got the Houston Texans are traveling to the Buffalo Bills. Houston's one and two. Buffalo two and one. Big win last week. Buffalo is laying minus 16 over under 47. My take here is don't play it. Or, heck, even tease Houston up more, but I'm not going to touch this game. The Texans have no offensive talent right now other than Brandon Cooks. Davis Mills, they got the kid gloves on. They won't open up an offense. They have three running backs. All are just three yards and a cloud of dust type guys. Phillip Lindsay, who they thought could catch the ball of the backfield, is, is really has no gas, in my opinion. The wide receivers are actually okay with Cooks, and I, they might get Nico Collins back. I'm not sure. Tight ends are irrelevant there. They're just a bad team right now. The Bills can probably come in or stay at home, route these guys by three touchdowns, but are, are they really going to put the foot on the guy? I mean, Josh Allen had that monster game last week. It, you don't need to play them all this week. I think they're going to shut it down. This is a no play for me. 
I think you can pretty much do whatever you want with this game. Um, what you feel comfortable. I think the Bills will cover this number, even though it's crazy high for an NFL game. I mean, this is this is like something out of college to see 17 points on the line. But uh, Bills are playing really well. Defense is grading out fantastically. And, you know, the offense, I mean, they had the, basically played one bad half of football against Pittsburgh, and that's the reason they got the loss. Uh, Houston, without – Rod Taylor is just uh, an expansion team, basically. Um, Davis Mills is not up to the task. And then he, you ask him to go on the road, play a defense that's uh, second in pass DVOA and fifth in rush DVOA. It's way too much. So, you know, maybe the best way to play this is just play the first half, Bills. Um, that, that way you can kind of close the back door from the, you know, the game being out of hand and maybe the Texans finding a way to get some offense against the Bills backups. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Buffalo's going to have any challenges in this game. What I think I would do here is, I mean, it is, it's like, it is like a college line. I mean, 16 and a half, I would, I probably won't play it. I mean, a couple of things I think with advice you could do, I'd tease up the Texans a little bit uh, more, six more points up in that. That's very high, but I would maybe also tease the points up and take the under. I think Buffalo will win. I think they'll win convincingly. Um, can, do they take the foot off the pedal a little bit and, not get into the 50 range where you'd be for the points and maybe hit the under. Yeah. Cause I don't think the Texans are going to score a lot. And I, you know, that irritated me last week. Cause I have Mark Ingram and um, I had a player prop and I have him on a fantasy team and I thought he did okay running the ball. And then all of a sudden it's like he was gone and Lindsay was the guy. Then they brought somebody else in and I was like, wow, we got like three or four running backs just coming in. So, but I guess that's what the Texans are trying to do. So I would tease up the Texans. I would tease up the points and take the under, but I like, I think Matt said probably just a stay away game. Good stuff. Next, next game on the slate. This is one I'm actually really intrigued by. Um, so I brought it up earlier. We have the Detroit Lions who are 0 and three yet have been very competitive going to Chicago, playing the one and two bears over under 42. And the line right now is Chicago minus two and a half. I actually think this is going to be a money line dog week for me. And I'm probably going to put a little bit of coin on the Lions to win outright on the road. I know they are 0-3 and they're still the Lions, but the Bears have no quarterback right now. In fact, we we don't, as the public, don't know who it's going to be. Fields, most likely, they're saying, is not going to play. Foles is the leading candidate. Andy Dalton, he still hasn't been scratched either. So we're not sure who they're going with. They can't really run the ball effectively. Montgomery had one decent game. Allen Robinson and the wide receivers are irrelevant because of the quarterback play. And I'm going to eat some crow. Uh, Dan Campbell actually has the Lions playing well. I think if he can learn to be a better technical coach, even with just clock management, and maybe reaching out for a little bit of adjustments to some of the coordinators, I think this team can actually – compete now they're not going to win very many games this year just because they're devout of talent they actually just released jamie collins freeing up some more space for these guys but i like the lions and i actually really like them in a teaser if you can get these guys getting around nine points i would take that all day against these bears pair them up with the uh the Bengals, and let's roll yeah, it's pretty interesting you basically have two matchup of similar units right the Lions are pretty much a middle of the road offense the Bears right now are a middle of the road defense um the Bears offense is probably the second worst in the NFL and then the Lions defense is right there the second worst in the NFL so 
I mean, you, you basically have a complete crapshoot. Now, just looking like at that's as stats, but if you look at the way the teams are playing, the Lions are a much better look right now. The Bears are a mess. I mean, how can you have three quarterbacks getting ready for a game um, on Sunday? You drafted one of these guys with the 10th pick in the first round. Like, that's your guy. Like, you need to get that right. <laughs> and the fact that you're like yo yoing him around, I know how bad he played on Sunday, but I mean, you had to stick with him, right? So I think. Just from an intangibles perspective, I would probably agree with the money line playing the Lions here. Um, I think if any unit is going to come out and play the best, it would be the Bears defense. It's the only thing that makes me a little nervous about that. But I think you're getting a decent price for the money line, right? You're getting plus 125. I would take that. So that I think that's the right play. I like that. I like what we do in there. The numbers with unders, 15 and 5 in the last 20 home games for Chicago. The under. I love teasing this up. You got it at 42, take it up to 48. I think it's an ugly game. I And, you know, Matt said, well, both you guys said, who's quarterbacking? I mean, what are you going to do? I, I agree with Jason. I mean, you drafted the guy. He had, okay, that was his first start. He didn't quarterback well. Well, what, you're done with him now? You're going to put him on the bench? Uh, that's good for uh, confidence level. Go with the guy. I mean, look what the Jets are doing. Zach Wilson's a mess right now, and they're sticking with him. Just, I mean, that's what it is. I, I love the under. I mean, Detroit, I have their 1-12 in straight up divisional games coming into this, so it's not good. But, I, you know, even with that trend there, I like what the boys said there, maybe taking Detroit. They're playing well. I took them in a teaser last week, like I said, with Jacksonville. And they about won the game outright. If it's not for maybe the, one of the best kickers of all time, kicking one off the post and going straight up in the air and falling over in the right spot, they, you know, they win that game there. So what I would do, though, I think my strongest lean on this is taking it up to about 48 points and taking the under. I think it's an ugly game. Stat of the week. Uh, Justin Tucker's 66-yard field goal was more total yards than the Bears had by 19. On <laughs> yeah, that, we'll move. Yeah, they, they, they were really, really not good. Um, I'm going to change my tune to Mike Zimmer won't be the first coach fired. It will be Matt Daggy this year. All right, let's move up. You, you agree? <laughs> I say it might be this week. I mean, the way he's managing this team is just comical. I mean, it, that's a big market. You can't get away with that stuff that team's already bitter enough with how bad they've kind of been over the last 20 years it's not gonna last long all right let's let's roll on uh next next game carolina panthers three and oh one of the most surprising teams in the league go to big d play the cowboys two and one who are coming in pretty hot uh the line is dallas minus four and a half over under 50 and a half i actually really want to watch this game for a few reasons i want to see i probably won't bet it I want to see what Carolina does with their, their backfield. They're going to have to play Chuba, Chuba Hubbard and Royce Freeman with the McCaffrey injury. And then Dallas is going to slowly start to get some pieces back on defense and they're moving guys around that Micah Parsons project going to pass rusher might prove out to be a genius move. And it's actually helped Dallas's D Dallas seemed to get back to what they do best last week, running the ball. They pummeled Philly. Granted Philly didn't look too good. I can't wait to actually sit down and watch this a little bit. I'm not going to play it. If I had to, I would probably take Dallas just money line. I don't know if they're going to cover the four and a half. This looks like a field goal game to me. Darnold's playing good. Um, and 
Dallas can really light up the points, so I don't like the over-under either, but I can see Carolina struggling, which keeps it right around the 50. So probably a no play for me, but if I do, just to put Dallas in a money line somewhere. So Carolina coming in here 3-0, kind of a surprise the NFL. Number one in pass DVOA, number one in run DVOA, so it doesn't take a lot of math to figure out they're the best defense statistically right now. But there's a couple matchups that are like that this this week where you have a team who looks good, has a good record, but the schedule is pretty soft leading in. And then they're playing against another team who's played had a much harder road at this point. And, you know, statistically, they don't look as good, but the level of competition is much different. I mean, you look at the Cowboys schedule. It's been a pretty good schedule so far. They played Tampa. They played the Chargers. You know, even the Eagles, who looked terrible on Monday night, obviously had played pretty well up to that point leading into the game. I actually think this is an easy cover for the Cowboys. With You know, the Panthers are missing McCaffrey. They're missing the starting corner now in Horn. So you're, you're starting to see some things add up for them. We'll see Darnold on the road against the defense. is playing well. I don't know if they're a good defense, but they're a good defense right now. And like you said, Parsons kind of gives them an edge rusher element to this defense that they didn't think they were going to have coming into the season. I mean, that's some actually good coaching. I and mean, you give McCarthy credit for good coaching is really hard. But, uh, yeah, I just think Dallas is a better team. I think Carolina's played really well to this point. I think Matt Rule has them on the right schedule. I just don't think their guys are as good as the Cowboys guys. It's just that simple. I think the schedule, like Jason just said, I, I like the Carolina team, but the schedule's kind of been easy. Where Dallas, like he hit on, a little tougher schedule. I mean, especially, I think that game, I mean, they should have beat t- Tampa. They went out to Los Angeles and beat the Chargers. So, and I love the running back combo. And I think I said it on one of the shows when myself and Jason did, you know, Elliot looked a little, a little fresh on um, Monday night. And then Pollard's great. I love the two tight ends. They have a lot of weapons. I mean, Gallup's not even playing right now for them. Dak looks unbelievable. Uh, Parsons, again, what they've changed with him, he's getting to the quarterback. He's a stud. I'll tell you what, though. You get a little extra rest for Carolina because they played last Thursday, short week for Dallas because they played Monday night. I think if I'm going to play this, I'm looking teaser and I'm getting Carolina up to about 10 and a half and I'm going to take a chance with Carolina. I think Dallas wins, but I think Carolina can cover a teaser. All right, here's a, here's a, uh, I'm going to fire a little question off. So uh, one of my futures plays was Dak Prescott MVP. How much, how much would you, Chance, what percentage would you give that of potentially cashing right now? I think it's pretty strong because you look at that division, the Cowboys are looking the best out of everybody right now. I mean, the Giants are done. Um, football teams got some issues. Obviously, they've already lost their quarterback. The defense isn't playing to the level it's supposed to. I think the Eagles are actually on a decline. I think we just haven't seen it yet, but I don't believe in Nick Sirianni at all. So they're going to get 11, 12 wins, right? And you have the whole comeback of the year story. He's playing well. The offense runs through him, uh, even though they run the ball fairly well. So I think he's got a really good shot uh, at the MVP. Um, you know, it comes to, it's just like the Heisman, right? You have to be winning to get, be considered. So I think the Cowboys are going to win enough games that he'll get definitely be in consideration. Yeah, you know, looking at their schedule, I just pulled it up here. They get Carolina this week coming up. Then they get the Giants at home. You would think that's a win. Then they go to New England, which, again, New England's not the greatest team, rookie quarterback. Now, they do go to Minnesota. That's that's a tough spot. Then Denver does come in, better team. Then they get the Falcons. I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole thing there, but, yeah, why not? 
I mean, and I, what you guys just said, if you look at the division, I mean, I'm sorry when these people try to defend, like the football team's going to be back in this. No, they're not. No, they're not. Stop it. They're not good. They're not good people. Giants are a mess. And Philly, I mean, I think you saw what Philly was. Now, I think they're going to bounce back and be play a little better this week. But uh, I, Dallas is going to run away with that division, I believe. Should. That's the Cowboys, though. And you got McCarthy, a coach. So you have to put a yeah. should on there. That's <laughs> a great point. He's, he's a bonehead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, next game, Indianapolis Colts, a surprising 0-3. Traveled down to Miami to face the Dolphins 1-2. and uh, Over under 42 and a half, and Miami is laying two. This, to me, screams don't play. I, in fact, I haven't even really looked at this. I don't like the Colts right now. I don't like anything about them with uh, Carson Wentz at quarterback. Frank, Frank Wright looks like the offense is a mess. No T.Y. Hilton. Jonathan Taylor struggling to run the ball. Quentin Nelson might be out again. The Dolphins, unless they get Tua back, I, I know Jacoby Brissett led them on a miraculous comeback last week, but it is the Raiders, and we're always going to see the Raiders be the Raiders. I can't – I mean, the Dolphins have no run game. The The rookie wide receiver Waddle's really nice, and Brissett does a big arm. I'm surprised they don't try to chuck it down the field. Miles Gaskin has struggled. Gesicki had a nice game last week. I just don't like anything about this game. I don't like the, the spread. And to me, this should be a pick em. But with all the Colts injuries, I can see why it's in Miami's favor. No play for me. I'll let you guys take the floor. So, yeah, it's funny because I've listened to a bunch of shows already this week, kind of doing their first cuts at what games they're going to pick. And this game gets glossed over in every single one of them. It, it has no appeal whatsoever, just like you kind of mentioned. Um, the one thing I'm interested in, if you're going to bet it, is that Miami's run defense is not very good. And Indy, when they're right, can run the ball very well. Um, everything else in this game is pretty much a toss-up. You know, um, Colts don't throw the ball really well. Miami defends the pass really well. Colts defense has not looked like it has in the past, and they tend to play better on this, the turf than they do on the grass because it's an undersized D relies on speed. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like, who's healthy going in this game. And whether the Colts can run the football, because if they do, I think they can actually pull the upside. They have a little bit of a money line play here with the underdog on the road, right? Maybe you uh, round robin it up with the um, little game we mentioned earlier. Uh, so I, I'm leaning Colts, but I'm probably not going to play it either. But I do think that's the one thing that they may have an advantage here. I kind of like Miami in this. This might be a, a straight play for me. I, I like what they did last week. Heading out out west to Vegas and competing and losing an OT. I think being at home is going to be the key for this game. I think with a little bit of home cooking, they're going to win this game. I think it's going to be an ugly game. At teaser spot, I love taking the points up with the, with the Dolphins games and taking the under then. Get it up to 48 and a half. I like that. Like Jason said, I think Indianapolis will try to run the ball a little bit. There goes the clock a little bit. But I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I have not played anything yet. But this is one that I might take a chance and play the Dolphins minus the one and a half here. All right. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a little justice real quick. So, Jason, you said about the Colts when they're right, they can run the ball. So one of my player props last week was – Jonathan Taylor over 64 and a half yards. 
He finished at 64. He could not get me one yard. Next player prop was Aaron Rodgers over completions, 23 and a half. He finished with 23. And my last one, Cedric Wilson over, I, I want to say 26 yards receiving. I think he had 17 and a touchdown and has one miraculous catch called back. I lost three heartbreakers last week, which would have made, made or break my week. And it broke me. So, uh, sorry, go ahead. Now, curious note on this game, the line has gone from 47 to 42 and a half on the uh, over-under. So, uh, teasing it back up to where it was is probably not the worst play in the world. Um, I actually make this about 38. This is, I think this will be a low-scoring game. There's there's not a lot of uh, skill, talent, or explosive players on either side of the ball. It's going to be a grind, whoever scores. So, um, under is definitely a look, even though it's kind of gotten all the value sucked out of it at this point. All right, let's go on. And I think the next game is actually one of our better games of the week. So we got the Cleveland Browns, two and one, going up to Minnesota to play the Vikings, one and two. Very deceiving one and two. You guys nailed it last week. I'll give you all the props. Skull, you guys love the Vikings. You crushed it on their picks. I actually think this should be a game of the week type game. Uh, the Browns are going to come in and try to run the ball. Chubb and Hunt are killing it. The O-line is still great. Baker hasn't been Baker yet to screw it up. They are still without Landry, but the OBJ came back last week to get him healthy. They actually have two nice tight ends in Njoku and Hooper to keep, keep the offense flowing. Kirk Cousins right now is probably a, I hate to say it, a dark horse for MVP. They didn't miss a beat with Dalvin Cook out last week, and Alexander Madison toted the rock really good. They supposedly are getting Madison or Cook back this week. They're at home again. I think this should actually be more of a pick 'em game. And if the Vikings are catching points at home, I'm probably going to take the money line on them at home this week. Yeah, it's a little tricky. I love home dogs, um, especially like with these ones. I got to look at the bank percentages real fast here. But the one thing was. I make this actually to be a blowout for Cleveland. Their defense has been really good, and the Minnesota defense has not been good. Um, they've actually, you know, basically played shootouts in almost every game that they've been in so far. Um, Cleveland's just solid. It's it's hard. It's one of the things like when you talk about betting the Bengals, it's hard to bet the Browns because you have all that history in your head. But, um, you know, this football team's not been healthy, and they've, you know, basically taken care of business so far. So it'll be interesting to see the injury report to see if they're actually better or not. But, uh yeah, I, I kind of like them here. Uh, laying a one and a half. I think it's, you know, like I said, I usually love a short home dogs, but in this point, I think the Browns are just a much better football team. Said Vikings last week. I love the Vikings again this week. Teaser play, especially get it up to eight, get them plus eight at home. I love it. Kirk Cousins, Maddie hit on it, has been on fire. Give me the Vikings again, man. I feel a little frisky, maybe just straight take the plus two also, or maybe even the money line, but I love them in a teaser. Take them up to eight. Sweet. I thought we get a little more action than that, but all right, let's go on because the next game I actually really do like. So we have the New York Giants, 0-3, traveling to the New Orleans Saints, 2-1. They finally get their first home game after Hurricane Ida and the roof fire that they had. Vegas over-under is 42 and the Saints are laying seven and a half. So I texted these guys earlier tonight. I love the under here. The problem is my mind cannot be tricked into betting this under, even though I really want to bet this under. So, and then I heard some new information tonight. So the Saints are without their starting center, Eric McCoy. Their left tackle, Teron Armstead, is probably going to miss this game. 
And Jameis Winston popped up on the report as well with a knee injury. So we got three huge potential injuries. Now the Giants pretty much are dog turds right now. Uh, they, Barkley finally seems to have gotten a rhythm. Daniel Jones still has not proved to anyone that he is anything other than a glorified runner who can throw it to a couple of mediocre receivers. And the one receiver he does really like, Sterling Shepard, is probably going to miss this game. Their defense is no good, which is why this over-under is tricky to me. But I don't know if the Saints can score because they have no weapons other than Kamara. And everybody showed that if you take him away, they are mediocre at best. I still think the play here is the under 42. And I'll probably look at it, maybe even tease this up with something else and put the over-under around 48. Yeah, so actually this game is not in uh, a Superdome. This is still in Jacksonville. So this is basically a neutral game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very sure. So yeah, they they have this is they won't play a home game until October. So this is actually basically another uh neutral site game for the Saints. So I think that's four for them now where they have yet to be home. Um I like your under call because I actually make this game out to be somewhere closer to like basically a total of 35, which is really low. Um the biggest question is the Giants are just like completely decimated with injuries. Now you're mentioning that the Saints are the same. So it's it, it the under definitely screams out here as a place because you're not going to see a lot of good offense. Um, seven and a half seems like too much, uh, even as bad as the Giants are. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a no play for me on the line, but maybe an under call, like you said, especially with 41 and a half. So this line's actually moved from 47. So Sharps are hitting that pretty hard as an under. Um, so it might be a call for the teaser king here. Yeah, I, Matt, I heard the same thing that that was going to be their first home game. So I missed that too, or that was just misinformation if we read that um, on that. I'm, well, sorry, somebody, I'll interrupt. Yeah, I, from everything I see online, it is a it is a home game. It is in the Superdome. That as of as of September 27th, which is two days ago, yeah, um, three hours ago, Saints prepared to be showered with home field advantage. Gotcha. I, I well, I kind of like the under two. I mean, I'm looking at I have under nine nine and one in the last ten for the Giants. Now the Giants, who's their best linebacker? Just got hurt, blew his leg out. Lake Martinez. Yeah, Martinez, that's right. Thank you. So, you know, again, Giants just, you know, I teased it up, like I said, last week with the Falcons because there was just a great trend in that series going under here. I, I like the under. I agree. I mean, I don't – I would tease it. I don't know. I have, I'm have. i looking at 41 and a half. I don't know if I could do that. I mean, Jason's numbers have it. I think Jason said like 35 or um, – I, I would tease it up. I mean, 47 and a half, I don't think it gets there. Personally, I love I love the under. I, I mean, right now, I'll tell you, boys, since just talking, I love this under in a teaser. And I love that Miami Colts one that we just talked about. So I might be locking in on that right after the show or even during the show here. And I think that might be my first teaser of the weekend. Sweet. Next game on the slate, uh, Tennessee Titans two and one traveling to the Big Apple to play the 0 and three New York Jets. Vegas over under 44, and Tennessee is laying seven. So the Jets are a mess. Um, Zach Wilson, they're just, it's trial by fire. They're, they're just throwing them out there and letting them go. And I applaud that. 
let the kid learn, let him take his lumps. They also lost their starting safety. I don't remember his first name. His last name is May, M-A-Y. He's out for the game. Tennessee has seemed to gotten they, – they, they started out pretty awful, and they've righted their ship really well. They've pretty much gotten Derrick Henry involved in every aspect. I mean, he's even catching passes at a bigger rate this year than before. Problem is Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are both on the injury report, which leaves them super thin. They're already thin at tight end as they lost uh, John New Smith this year. This is going to be a no play for me, but I heard a lot of people in Vegas are taking the Jets in the point this week just because of everything that I just brought up. I can't trust the Jets, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from this one. So I will second that. I'll say J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Give me the points. So I'm looking at betting percentages are lined up nicely here. Seventy six percent of the action is on Tennessee laying the seven. You get the hook seven and a half. I like that. Um, Kind of the hidden thing in this game is Tennessee's offensive line, not great on the pass protection, uh, 27th in sack rate at this point. The Jets' defense is actually 10th in sack rate, so you got a little bit of advantage there. Um, I like what the Jets are doing, too, with Zach Wilson, and it's funny. I see him getting criticized for the interceptions and the play, but every single like little clip I see on social media of Zach Wilson, he like, drops back. He avoids like three guys and he fires an absolute strike downfield and hits a guy in the hands that either drops or gets intercepted. So, you know, I don't have any problem with that. That looks good. That looks like it's fixable. Like he get some better skill talent around him, get him a better offensive line, and that'll all fall into place. I mean, it, it looks better than some of the other rookie quarterbacks who don't show that, that upside. Uh, Tennessee, I think people always talk about it. They kind of played at a level of competition. Uh, it's a good offense. It's terrible defense. Terrible defense is on the road. I'll take the points uh, with the home dog all the time on that. This kind of goes back to what I did last week with Jacksonville. I mean, I took a chance with Jacksonville. Same kind of situation here. It was like seven and a half, eight, and they're the home. And you're like, man, they're horrible because the Jets have been. I mean, they can't score any points. But like Jason just said, Tennessee's defense isn't very good. Derrick Henry should have a big game. I hope he does because I have him in fantasy. But I agree. I think – I, I mean, I watched Wilson week one against Carolina and that was a pretty good defense. I thought he looked good. I, I thought there was some, you know, some moments that you're like, wow, this guy's going to be something. They don't have enough talent around them right now, but I kind of agree. I think if I was going to play this, it kind of goes back to like Detroit and Jacksonville last week. I think I would take the points up and take it with the home dog and see if they can, they can cover yeah, yeah Jason. So nice little key stat here, too. So I'm looking at the Jets defense. They are 3.9 adjusted line yards. Uh, basically, their run defense is pretty good on the front, up front. And then their power rankings, that basically teams running power against them, they're third best in defense. So, you know, this might be a defense that can actually handle or at least slow down Derrick Henry. And we already talked about the sack rate. So, you know, this might be a a game where their defense carries the the day and uh, they score just enough points to either win. And maybe, you know, you throw a little on a money line. I mean, if you're going to bet an underdog, it's never the worst idea to put a little on the money line too. So uh, I just want to give Zach Wilson one more shout out. He is without his best owed lineman too in Makai Becton. Their running backs are an absolute mess. He has no weapons at wide receiver right now. Kids playing actually – out of all the quarterbacks, the rookies, I'd put him and Mac Jones one and two, only because Mac Jones has better numbers technically, but he's been so vanilla 
Wilson has some gunslinger in him, and I love it. I think I hope they keep doing what they're doing. Just let them learn and grow. All right, next game on the slate. Uh, Kansas City goes to Philly. This is actually an early game, so Casey's got to go out early. KC minus seven over under 54 and a half. I actually like the Chiefs just to cover. I think Philly's a mess. I think this is going to be pretty high scoring, though. Mahomes needs to get right, and this is probably the best spot for him. Philly can rush the, or rush the passer. They do play decent defense, but their DBs are so banged up. This could be ugly. I don't know. So the, the Chiefs signed uh, Josh Gordon this week. He's 30, hasn't played in two years. I know people are clamoring over it. Just gives Mahomes another weapon. But I think Tyreek Hill has two TDs this week. I think Kelsey has two TDs this week. They'll run the ball. They'll they'll probably grind the clock down at the end. I think this is an easy cover for Kansas City this week. Yeah, I mean, it's another situation where you have a home dog getting a lot of points, and you think, oh, well, you know, I'll just take the Eagles at home, where they're usually pretty good. But, yeah, I just don't think they match up with KC well at all. If you look at uh, Kansas City's stats, it's you know, their defense has been atrocious so far this year. Um, and it's usually up front with the run game where people are running them on the ball and kind of get, just basically holding the ball the entire time away from the offense. Eagles had no interest in running the football against the Cowboys who don't have the best run defense. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they kind of fix that this week and actually give Miles Sanders, who's one of their better players, some touches. Um, Offensively, KC's is turning it over too much. I think they're second to last in turnover percentage, which, you know, you just, you're basically just killing yourself when you do that. Otherwise all their offensive stats look great and look just like the Super Bowl team. So um, I agree. I just think the Eagles are starting to run out of bodies like they always do. And uh, Casey kind of coming off a loss, going to kind of get refocused. And I think they'll cover the seven easily. I didn't watch much of the game. I had it on a little bit. And just people on Twitter, especially the Eagles fans, were going crazy because, like Jason just said, Dallas had some guys not really there on the D line. And then you're not mousing, you know, not touching the ball. And he's one of their better players, like Jason just said. Didn't really understand what they were doing there. This kind of goes back with the Jets. I just, Kansas City can't cover spreads. They're like, I mean, this might be an older stat maybe from last week, but 111 and 1 ATS last 13. Well, I think a team got embarrassed last week, short week for Philly. I think they come out and play a little bit more with some heart this week. I think Kansas City wins. I don't know if they're going to win by like 13 points, like where you can maybe get them here in a teaser. I think this game's a little tighter. I'm going to take the Eagles and I'm going to take them in a teaser. All right. I'm, I'm going to chime in real quick before we move on to the next game. Eagles also lost their third starting offensive lineman. That leaves them down three. Uh, Chris Jones needs to get right on the D line. I actually might look at bumping this up even more for the Chiefs to cover maybe. 10 or 11 and get a way better number. Let's throw a little pizza money on it. All right, yeah, big boy of the week. It's one of those games, too, where Kansas City can score and the Eagles can't match them. Like, you know, yeah. the other the teams that are giving Kansas City problems can usually go toe-to-toe for at least a while. Eagles have, don't have that capability. And I don't, I don't really understand the Gordon signing there. They have enough weapons. To me, it's like, why are you going to bring a guy? I'm sorry. The guy has a lot. You know, he's like, I think Matt said he's 30 now. How many times has this guy been thrown out of the leg? I, I, I don't understand why you want this headache around your team. But 
their, their offense isn't the issue. It's their defense. Their defense is brutal. So that's why I think, I think Philly's going to be able to score. And I just, until Kansas City's going to start covering the spreads, I'll take to some teams up. I mean, I did it last week with the, the Chargers, and they won the game outright. So I'll keep doing it. Give me the Philly. Take it up some more points. All right, here we go. Big boy game of the week for NFC West supremacy out of the gates early at the quarter mark. Arizona Cardinals 3-0 travel to the L.A. Rams 3-0. Uh, Vegas over under 55 Rams are laying four and a half. This should be the best game on paper. We get to see two of the other MVP candidates in Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford Rams overall, just put a beat down on the bucks to give them basically the premature title of best team in the NFL right now. So the Cardinals really need to come in and do some work. They're finally getting some other guys involved. And DeAndre Hopkins has kind of been left out so far this year. I, I wonder if Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore are going to be in line for big weeks this week because Ramsey's going to be on Hopkins. So it could be a neutralizer. Um, I like Chase Edmonds, what they've been doing with their backfield. I hate to say it because I've never been a fan of his. And James Conner getting goal line carries has paid off. The Rams are just clicking. I, this is a no play for me. I just think it's too – I think the Vegas lines are too good right now. This is that around that five-point mark where they really don't know what to expect in their opinion. So if I look anything, I'm probably going to look the over, even though it's super high at 55. Yeah, so looking at this game, I agree with you about the lines being sharp. This is like literally right on my model. Um, I have uh, the Rams as a two-point favorite. Yeah, in the home advantage, that's four and a half. That's exactly what the line is. Um, and then the over-under, I make it a 56, and it's a 55 right now. Like, I don't even think the books really care either way on this game. They're basically going to set that line and hope it's 50-50, which it probably will be. Um, both teams are playing well. I mean, they're kind of doing it differently. I think the Rams have been a little more prime time, a little bit bigger opponents. Cardinals games have been kind of all over the place where, you know, they've had leads, they come from behind, and then they just completely destroyed Tennessee. Um, so I, this is kind of a stay away game. It's probably gonna be, I hope it's on here because it's gonna be a fantastic game to watch, but, um, I just don't have a lean. I think both are really good teams and it's probably going to just come down to turnovers. Like, like all big games do. I like the Rams. Now I agree with you on the line. I don't like the line. What I do, I try to do like a three team money line parlay each week. This would be in it because the Rams are just a better team, better quarterback. Just overall, I like their weapons. Oh, you knew I was going to say that, Jason. <laughs> I like, you knew that was coming. And I'm not going to get on a rant here about Murray. He's okay. Yeah, he's okay here and there. Hey, Matthew Stafford's amazing right now. And Cooper Cup, man, thank you for having Cooper Cup on one of my fantasy teams. Thank you for having Matthew Stafford on the same team. I'll tell you what I did. Robert Woods hasn't really gone off yet. You know who I just picked up on that same fantasy team and I threw him because I think this can be a high scoring game. And this guy, I call him the tin man because he pulls a hamstring more than I mean anybody in the league. He has one or two big games. Deshaun Jackson, sneaky little pick by pickup by them. Uh, I grabbed him just because he had a pretty good game, I think, last week. And I'm going to see if I can get that one more good game until he has hammy blows out and then he's done for the year. But I, I like this in a money line parlay. I, I I agree with you. The line four and a half. 
I don't know. I but I think overall the Rams are a better team. But what's a little scary is they they just beat Tampa. Could this be, you know, I know these are professionals and you, you know, we talk a little bit more in college and like letdown games and things like that. But could this be a little bit of a letdown? I mean, teaser, I would probably take the Cardinals up six more points. But I'm probably gonna just do the Rams and a money line parlay if I play this. Thanks, Smitty. You, you made a great point, and I was just going to touch on it after you were done talking. So the reason I like the over of any of the bets, even and Jason's model had it at 56, is one, to Sean Jackson, they can get a big play there. And two, the Rams or the Cardinals have two big play receivers in Kirk and Moore as well. And both special team units are actually pretty good. Both have good kickers, so they shouldn't be screwing up too much, pissing around here or there on their kicks. I think it gets over, but it's barely. That's a it, like I said, like we all said, this is a really good line. So we'll we'll press on. Let's go to the next game. One more point. Go for it. Rams have the better quarterback. Moving on. <laughs> Sorry, Kyler Murray. He's not a fan. All right, Seattle Seahawks one and two travel to the other NFC West rival, San Francisco 49ers two and one. Vegas over under fifty two, and San Francisco's laying two and a half. Again, this is a, I mean, I haven't gotten to dig in too much on numbers because of a severe work schedule here. I actually like the road dog here. I'm probably not going to play it, but this is, this is tight, super tight. I would take the shot with the Seahawks though, getting the points, maybe even te- if you're a teaser guy like Smitty is, I would tease them up for sure. This is a good rivalry game. Seahawks need to get right. San Francisco played well against Green Bay. They lost a little heartbreaker. I can't even blame Jimmy G. It was just Rodgers being Rodgers. For me, no play right now. But if, like I said, if I had a look, give me, give me Seahawks plus points. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I feel the same way. I just think watching San Francisco on um, against Green Bay, you just got the sense that they were doing everything they could to stay in that game. Um, and it was kind of like they were lucky to be in it to some extent because of some turnover luck and some PI calls. But, um, you know, their defense, everything just doesn't look quite right with San Francisco. They really don't have a running back that they can lean on right now. They're kind of using Ayuk in that role a little bit and some trickeration just to kind of establish some type of ground game. I think Yuzik had a ton of carries too. I think they even used him in a wildcat situation at one time to get a first down. So they're kind of pulling out everything they've got to get any offense going. Um, and the defense kind of isn't up to par um, where it's played in uh, prior years. Seattle defense is atrocious and uh, probably the second worst in the NFL right now. You look at all the stats like yards per drive, um, turnovers, just non-existent, anything like that. But the offense is good. It's real good. And I think that they just went in a shootout here uh, in San Francisco. I just think basically, you know, you talked about picking the better quarterback last game. I definitely think you have the better quarterback with Russell Wilson with the Seahawks. I think he's got enough weapons. And uh, I just think they outscore the 49ers here. I just don't think the 49ers have enough octane in the offense right now to kind of compete with the Seahawks here. Well, and right with you guys, I, I like Seattle here. I'll take the, the, the two and a half. I, no, now I'm looking at it's um, plus three. So, yeah, I like Seattle in this. I think, I think I saw a site, too, that Russell Wilson is really good coming off loss. So, Man, a teaser. You get him up to nine. Woo, I love that. I'm getting a little excited here. I might be jumping on that. I might be having my other play here. Get them locked in there at plus nine with that. I'll tell you another sneaky play. I played it now two straight weeks in a row. DK Metcalf. They have him 
uh, over six and a half catches. Well, if you break it down, I wish I really would have, because this was like two weeks ago. I played two straight weeks in a row and I've won both times. Now, last week I had to lay, it was minus 135. So you're laying a little bit on it, but a winner's a winner. He has not gone over six and a half, I think one time in his entire career. Hey, keep looking for it. Now, secondary's not in great shape for San Francisco. A lot of people think their wide receivers can go off. And he was going off last week. He had he had five catches really quick. And I was like, well, that's a loser this week. He stopped again on six. And I think the week before it was, I think he stopped on five. So it's right around there. If it's six and a half again, man, I love going back to the well. I'm going to keep doing it until I lose it. Well, why not? So keep an eye on that. If it's around six and a half, take a chance on it. Uh, DK Metcalf under uh, catches. Good stuff. Let's keep rolling. Let's go to next game on the slate. Baltimore Ravens, two and one, travel to the Mile High City, Denver, three and oh. Very surprising 3-0 and in a lot of people's opinion. Vegas over under 45, and Denver is laying one at home. Uh, I, I'm actually shocked that I'm saying this, how many games I have as a don't play. This is another one. I just don't I, – I really want to play the Ravens money line, upset these guys at home. I, I can't see Denver going 4-0, but at the same time, Baltimore is so banged up and they're just grinding these games out, and Lamar is slowly starting to take a beating. He's running a ton. Their run game without him is really strong, or without, um, I can't even think of the who got hurt. Tyson Williams, this isn't cutting it. No, oh, Gus Edwards, I'm sorry. Uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, he might lead the league in drops. Mark Andrews is really their only safe outlet for Lamar, and I think people, and I think a good team like Denver is going to take him away and force Lamar to actually scramble even more and throw to his wide receivers. I don't like it, but I, I'm not sold still on Teddy Two Gloves in Denver. They're, they, they're rolling right now, though. They seem to have a great backfield with Javonta Williams and Melvin Gordon. They're missing some wide receivers, but Cortland Sutton's been really good. Noah Fant is still there and playing really well. I, I, can't, I can't touch this one yet, but if I had to, I'm going to go with the better QB, and I'm going to take Lamar possibly as a road money line winner. Uh, I'm on the other side. I like Denver. I We talked earlier about how there's some games where teams are coming in off really soft schedules and playing teams that have been a little more battle-tested, um, kind of like we see in college right now, too. Um, this is one of those games. Denver's schedule has been a cakewalk so far. They played uh, the Jets, they played the Giants, and then they, they played uh, the Jaguars. And it pretty much doesn't get easier than that. But – they did exactly what they were supposed to do in all three of those games. Probably good for this team, kind of gelling together after coming off with so many guys that were out last year for them. They kind of get a little momentum. You know, they've got Teddy Bridgewater quarterback. All the guy does is cover, supposedly. <laughs> um, and I just look at really good defense against the Ravens. I think it's going to give them problems. I don't think they've really played a good defense yet um, between the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Lions. In fact, those are three of the – probably the worst defenses in the NFL. Not enough being talked about that. It's good Denver defense. They're going to shut down a really one-dimensional Ravens attack right now. And, you know, if they can muster enough points. So I love the under in this game. And I like the, the Broncos. I mean, every every sharp I see is on the Ravens. I just don't see it. I think Denver's just kind of got they're, – they're healthier, and they're just going to kind of win like 17-10. Let's call it right now. 
Yeah, I, my teaser play on that, I would tease the points up. It's at 44 and a half. You take it up to 50 and a half, man, that ain't going to hit. This, I think, like Jason, I like where your score was. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Um, I like, I like Denver too. I, I think Denver, Teddy, I think, again, we've talked about it multiple times on this show that guy isn't flashy. He just kind of does the right things and the defense is great. Now, like Matt said, they've lost some wide receivers. KJ Hamler's out now for the season. Uh, Judy's out right now, but I think they got good running backs. Bridgewater doesn't make mistakes. I'm not sold on Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore is great. I think Denver being in Denver, very tough place to play. I love Denver minus the one, but also in a teaser play, man, I love teasing that up and taking the under. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I can't argue guys. Like I said, it's probably going to be a no play for me and Baltimore realistically should be one and two. They should not have won that game last week. So they should be coming in struggling. I mean, they are kind of struggling, but uh, I hope you guys are correct. All right, here we go. Fire it up. Get ready, Steeler Nation. Some rants are coming from the boys here. Pittsburgh travels to historic Lambeau Field to play the Packers. Pittsburgh one and two. Green Bay two and one. Vegas over under 45 and a half. Green Bay is laying six and a half. The line hasn't moved yet. If it has, I apologize. But I have already bet this game. I have already bet Green Bay laying the six and a half. I cannot see how this pathetic Pittsburgh Steelers football team comes into Lambeau Field and covers this number. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to just throw all over these guys. The Steelers have no pass rush right now. They have no offensive line right now. They cannot run the ball. They are the worst in the league in rushing. Najee Harris is going to get overworked immensely at this rate. Ben Roethlisberger is literally a maple tree back there. I actually don't have anything good to say about the Steelers. In fact, I have so much bad things to say. They had a guy who made his appearance last year. I can't think of his name. It might be Jameer Jones. They actually put him back on the practice squad, and he immediately got picked up today by another team who's like, oh, you're going to throw away some decent talent that we might be able to work with? Scoop him up. This team is an absolute train wreck right now. It's actually disturbing to see how quickly they've fallen. Mike Tomlin's seat is going to get red hot super quick. This is going to be his first losing year, in my opinion, and they might finish dead last in their own division. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, I might bet it again, but I can't even talk about these guys. Go Green Bay. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I agree with you completely. It, it's funny, Jameer Jones, that's why I went to the game Sunday. Jameer Jones was literally the first guy out of the tunnel uh, during the announcements before the game. And somehow he's already been reassigned to the practice squad and uh, claimed by another team. That's really what the issue is. It, when they were announcing those guys on defense last Sunday, I literally thought they were announcing the special teams because the names weren't there. There was, there's no two hit, there's no Alu Alu, there's no, um, what there's like the front five is just it's a franchise it's expansion team right now uh, you got cam hayward and a bunch of guys who could be playing anywhere um and it showed like cincinnati could run and get five yards whenever they wanted yeah uh, you know they got some pressure on burrow but not good pressure kind of where you basically break down and he could find step up and find people i i just don't think people realize how banged up this team is right now because i'm seeing like people this line hasn't moved and i'm really curious why it has i expect it to be about 7.5 if not higher at this point because granted green bay's defense is not very good steelers offense is really really bad and like they're down potentially two offensive linemen going into this game those offensive linemen weren't good so and the guys behind him aren't any better um 
They just don't have uh, anything to hold to on offense or really defense right now. They can't. The, the pressure is not getting home because the guys that they're blitzing just they're not NFL level quality guys. So, yeah, I I'm stunned that this is still six and a half. I I, I bet Green Bay as well already. I see this as a complete blowout. Um, the only thing is really could give them a chance is Pittsburgh maybe backdooring something against a really substandard Packer defense. Well, scores and odds have it right now at my, uh, minus seven. So I'm looking at scores and odds. It's at minus seven. Well, I'll tell you what. I had a better Sunday because I didn't watch much of this. And that put me in a lot of uh, – I was in a, a pretty good mood just because I didn't watch. I watched a couple plays. They ran some quick bubble screens. I said, okay, enough's enough. I'm not watching it. So I tracked it a little bit. But, man, I was in a lot better mood than I was the week prior to this because I just didn't watch them look like a train wreck because and the funny thing was I was put out on Twitter where is everyone that kept coming out what you're overreacting you're this you're that what are you talking about well they weren't around there last Sunday because they surely didn't say anything to me because they they are and again it starts again their offensive lines brutal now the easiest bet I'm gonna say this was Najee Harris over 27 and a half receiving yards well that was easy which I would have put my mortgage payment on that because that was easy because he caught about 19 balls all of a sudden. Like Matt said, keep doing that. You're going to wear him out. But the big thing was, if you look at his uh, carries and his yards, wasn't very good. Well, of course, because nobody can block for him. Ben's a mess. Ben looks like he can't move. Ben should have retired like Pouncey. They were supposed to go out together. Pouncey goes and then Ben comes back. I don't know what he thought was going to change. But I'm a sick individual, so I'm taking the Steelers up in a teaser on Sunday, and that's what I'm going to do because it's good podcast talk radio. I'm going to do it. Give me the Steelers. Take them up six more points. Mike Tomlin, I can't stand the guy, but he's a great, like, 39 and 19 as a dog. They're going to cover. Like Jason said, backdoor cover. Keep an eye on it. They're going to come in. They're going to sneak it in on a teaser, and they're going to cover it. I'm taking the Steelers in a teaser, but they're still Smitty. a mess. Smitty, well, he he might have that good record as a dog. He also has dog turds against oh, teams, of, hey, teams of absolute crap. Hey, listen. He, he is going to whitewash this week. You're talking to, and you you talk get my dad on here, get my sister, get a lot, get Dr. Brent on here. I can't stand Mike Tomlin. I think he's one of the most overrated coaches in the game, in the game. And the franchise is a mess right now. Their drafts have been brutal. They're not picking where they need help. Offensive line, go get a running back, go get a tight end. I've said it now on how many shows. Somehow the Steelers cover this in a teaser, though. They're going to lose it. I'll tell you right now. I said this Sunday to my neighbor, old man in the garage. You look at their schedule, I, I think they're staring at a one and six. Well, so the, the best things you have going for you are that uh, what you call it? Basically, no, I just <laughs> I don't even know. Steelers' offense, their offense is adjusted line yards, so that's basically the offensive line how effective they are. It's two point four six a carry. That's literally like almost a full yard below the next worst offensive line. Like they literally can't run the football without holding someone or being called for it. It, it is brutally bad. Um, I just it, it's Green Bay's defense is really your only way to a cover here is just that they just play terribly, but 
you know, I think the adult is playing frenzied once they realize there's just nothing the Steelers can do. It, unless Claypool just gets free and goes nuts, that's it. Like, that's the, the, it's just ugly. It's just really bad. <laughs> Smitty, I'm just going to give you some clickbait real quick and really make you even more angry. So, people are already doing mock drafts for draft picks next year. The Steelers are selected to take Carson Strong, quarterback, Nevada. How do you feel about that? Uh, I like the kid. I mean, I think he has talent, but it doesn't matter. And we've said it before on the, sh- the draft shows last time. It doesn't matter who you draft if you don't have an offensive line because you can see it right now. Yeah, Harris had a good game, and I love Najee Harris. Caught the ball, is making plays, but he can't run. So I don't, I, I don't care who you get as quarterback either. Until you have an offensive line, Steelers aren't going to be very good. You can bring right. in, listen, you can bring Aaron Rodgers in there because there's a lot of people saying like, oh, Aaron Rodgers could be out there. Well, great. Go get Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to make a difference. They're going to be an okay team. So Aaron, Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to get smacked around and then he'll go back to Hawaii and you won't even be able to find him because he'll disappear. The one thing I'll say is that they will have money next year for the first time in a long time, and you can go find guys to make an offensive line. You don't even have to be a good offensive line. They just have to get up to the middle of the pack, and all this stuff will kind of open up for them. Like That's the one thing that they did. They've kind of gone with rookies and patchwork veterans, and that, that's really where they're struggling at. But if you can go get a decent-cost veteran, you can draft your quarterback. You can go – and some of these guys are going to be better next year, and it will improve. So you're just going through your lumps right now. and. Like I said, the defensive line is just as bad. You know, Chris Wormley, Kermit Bugs. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, this, you know, they basically ran away from Hayward all day Sunday. Green Bay is going to do the exact same thing. Yep. All right, let's move on. Too much rant and raving. All worth it though. Uh, we got a rivalry game coming up. Tampa Bay travels to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Tampa two and one. Big loss last week against the Rams. Patriots one and two, coming off a real stinker. So we all know the, the storyline, Brady versus Belichick, Vegas over under 49, Tampa Bay's laying seven. This is a no-brainer for me. I actually think Brady's going to come in here and demand Bruce Arians just let him fire this rock around nonstop. Let, hey, hey, Bruce, B.A., let me drop 45 on the old guru over there and don't think too much about it. Let me call some plays. Let's go no huddle. Let's run it up. Shut this guy up. Watch his press conference look like Darth Vader for three minutes. No answers. And move on. I actually love it. I'm actually going to bet this game. Give me the minus seven. And I'm probably going to bet the over, too. So sometimes you just have to take teams that you can't justify. Sometimes you just have to hold your nose because you just have to go against the public. 96% of the action is on Tampa Bay right now. Laying a, t- getting, laying a touchdown on the road. Is that right? Yes. All right. In New England with Belichick. Now, granted, I agree. The Patriots looked awful last week. They didn't look like they can protect Mac Jones. They um, look a little vulnerable in the secondary. The skill talent still really isn't up to a level of a good playoff team, but 96% and this line is at seven. Now, if it jumps up to 9.5 or something like that because of all the teaser actions probably going on in it, um, it's a stay away. But 
at this point, if there's really this much public action on the Buccaneers, I, you almost have to lean Patriots just because Vegas knows what they're doing. And, um, you know, I running through my model, it doesn't look as bad as you would be. I got it basically at actually 24-21 New England, which is crazy. Um, the over-under is 46, so it's, it's we're great on where the over-under is for this game. I, I just – it's hard to, to, to make that bet though. But like I said, you just, there's no way 97% of the people are going to hit. This is a winner on Sunday. Teaser, New England. That's all I'm going to say. Teaser, New England. They're going to cover again. I love taking a home team up that many points. I think they're going to, I think they'll dink and dunk. New England, try to run that clock, try to keep Tom off the field a little bit. Defense, I think we'll play okay. I think it's a little tighter than – I think a teaser in both spots is a pretty good play here. If you want to take Tampa down, I think it's okay. I think they win the game. But I'll take I'll take a chance and take New England up to about um, – what would it be, about uh, 13. So I'll, I'll do that. Give me New England. So I was looking for a stat. I cannot find it. How many times do you think Tom Brady has lost two games in a row? You know what, if you, what, there's the one year where they went nine and seven where he was like the first year he was a full starter, but outside of that, probably like never. <laughs> exactly. And, and I don't care if you guys can go at your gut. I'm going with, with TB 12. Uh, sorry. He, he's not losing two in a row. If you don't feel confident, tease it down, make it a pick him and a one, but he's yeah. Due. What's that? He's due. He's due for <laughs> not this week. He, he's going to lay the lumber, I think, on his old old ball coach. All right. You have to admit, though. You have to admit, though. This is crazy. 96% of the action is on one team, and the line is, like, just frozen solid. It went from a five-and-a-half to seven, and it has not moved. I've never seen that, especially for a road favorite. Agree. I'm going to stick to my guns, though. I, I think we'll see buyback, and then it'll kind of even out, maybe get to 75-25. But, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Either Vegas is going to take a big hit or we're just suckers. All right, last game. Las Vegas Raiders 3-0 traveling out to the L.A. Chargers 2-1. Big rivalry game. Vegas over under 52.5. Chargers are laying 3.5. This is another game where I'm, I'm going to take a money line dog. Uh, I'm going to stick with Raider Nation. I think it's actually a dumb play for me, but I'm going to go with my gut here. I think they're going to get to 4-0, and people are just going to be hopping. Chargers are coming off a big win against KC. I actually really love this Chargers team, though. So they are one of my new rooting favorites. I love Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen is awesome. Mike Williams has finally found his stride. Austin Eckler is great. They could use a little help at tight end. Their draft pick, the O-lineman kid, playing tremendous. Um, Overall, I just really like the look of their club. New coach scares me a little bit here and there. But I think the Raiders got something going, and I think the NFL is going to eat it up that the Raiders are actually back. I don't recommend playing the Raiders uh, money line, but that's going to be my play. I'll let you guys finish us off. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the, you have to hold off on this one until you find out whether Herbert's going to go. I've, I have him listed as questionable on all my fantasy sites, so he's clearly a little dinged up coming into this game, and, and that's a big factor because I think he makes the Chargers go. Um, I actually like the Raiders call here. Uh, I make him as a four-point favorite uh, on a neutral field uh, based on the stats so far this year. And if you look, um, San Diego, the rush defense is second to worst in DVOA. 
the Raiders don't run the ball particularly well. So that actually opens up another avenue for them to actually be able to move the ball and kind of control the ball a little bit. Um, that'll protect that defense. It's kind of okay. Yeah, I, I think Chargers might be a little overblown here after the win in Kansas City and kind of the good game against Dallas. They really should have won but didn't. And, you know, and kind of playing the football team pretty well, but still a close game. So uh, maybe the Chargers are a little overrated. Maybe the Raiders are a little underrated, which seems crazy that they're 3-0. But it hasn't been the most, uh, you know, dominant 3-0 in the world. And people are kind of waiting for them to fall off. So taking the three is probably a good play here. It's a tough game. I, I like, I mean, both these teams right now, I love the Chargers. Maddie said it. I didn't know Herbert was questionable in some things. You know, again, Carr was dinged up last week. Um, tough game against Miami. They got the win. And it's tough. I, I think, again, I would just teaser play, take the Raiders up to nine and see what happens there. Uh, other than that, I think this this going to be a really tough game. Uh, overall, I really don't know who I would take in it straight up. I would probably take the Raiders and take it up in a teaser and take it up to nine points. And that would be my play. Uh, here's something else I'm going to look at before we wrap up. Um, I actually like a lot of the Raiders player props this week. I, I really like Carr possibly with completions, depending on what, what, where they set it at. I mean, they have, their wide receivers have really grown up. Ryan Edwards has turned into a nice player. Henry Ruggs has seemed to actually found his niche finally. And Carr throws a great deep ball. Darren Waller is going to catch six-plus passes a week. And super sneaky Hunter Renfro in the slot catches. Uh, I, he literally catches everything. They summed it up the other night. He actually looks like he is like silly putty out there, the way he moves sometimes. He's really worked on his body and his game, they said. I really like – I mean, if, if you can find good car numbers for pass completions, even yardage – I might look the over there because their running game is still struggling without uh, Josh Jacobs there, even though Peyton Barber did a surprisingly nice job. Now, is Jacobs – I think he's questionable, so there's probably a chance he could actually go this weekend. He is, but do you think they're going to rush him back, I guess, is the better question. They're still winning without him. I might give him another week off and say, hey, just just, just, just get bet. Just get healthy. Question there. All right, boys, I actually got nothing else unless you guys want to talk – Top off anything? Any more rants or raves? Nope, I'm good. I'm good. Good, good show again. And let's let's just keep killing the NFL, man. Let's keep killing it. And check, you know, we're gonna post. I'm not gonna play as many college games just because. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not, I haven't been very good, but I do have a couple. Um, maybe try to do at least three to maybe five plays. Couple teasers I kind of like. I, I like one. I think I'm gonna lock in on. I really like um, a straight play too. So. I will give that out. Um, you know, beware. I'm going to say it because I it's been a really bad week, and then I had an okay week, and then I went bad again last week. So we're going to just see. I'm going to try to limit some games down, and then um, we'll go from there. And my Pirates just lost, so I'm going to have to wait one more day to cash that ticket on the over. So thought Cole Tucker just hit one out, but right to the warning track. So. But that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to fire away on the NFL, so tune in and uh, check my plays out. Don't worry, Smitty. Kaminsky and I will pick up your slack for college football. We got some stuff cooking. Uh, I love I'm it. excited about this card. It's, I like the card. So, no, it's college football, it obviously is a, a much different animal than the NFL, and uh, I, I struggled with it last year. I got. I think I figured some stuff out. Hopefully, I, they can stay hot. I know Maddie always does a good job with college football, so – We'll, we'll, we'll keep you with the picks. We'll keep the keep picks flowing, and we'll, we we'll all get back on our feet. There we go. All right.
check us out. Notebook wagering. Boys are here. Fire some questions, likes, whatever you want, and go hit your bookies. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.